put your hats on and then prepare for them to be blown off because Grace finally read her physical copy of Attitude Magazine and now you're all going to hear about it. In this substantial bagel bite, we're discussing an article about the cognitive and behavioral benefits of positive parenting for ADHD children and the importance of praise and positivity for all ADHDers, big or small. Plus, Kristen organizes her paper lumps and gets down with the sickness of shame-based punishment. We name our collective ADHD Kevin, so congrats, your ADHD is now named Kevin. And we descend into yet another argument about putting pots and pans in the dishwasher, just to balance out the semi-legitimate journalism work. We wouldn't want to get a reputation after all. They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them. That's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, if you forgot why you came in this room, or you're hypersensitive to touch, then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock. Bitches stimming together where we Right. Should we should we start this thing? Yeah, the bagel bag. I'm yeah. I'm ready for a bite sized bagel. You ready? Yeah. Uh, listeners, are you ready? How full is your mouth on scale one to ten? Here's a poll question. Be honest. How full is that mouth right now? Tell us. <laughs> Tell us. We'll wait. I'm done waiting. Okay. Um, we'll, we gotta move on. Get back to us on that one. Yeah, we can't wait forever. Come on, let's yep. selfish. Yep. Uh, hope it's not too full because we got a little, we got a little bagel bite for you. Yep, there's a bagel bite. Bagel bite. So get those mouths empty and ready to receive us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yuck. I knew it was wrong, but I said it anyways. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's out there now. So yeah. welcome to Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Grace. And I'm your host, Kristen. And this is a little big old bite. Uh, like normal, it's going to be pretty directionless, just kind of a little schmore. Yeah. No, we have like a vague itinerary. You're right. This is more structured than the last one. Yeah, for sure. This yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, compared to our last one, this is like a thesis. Yeah. People are going to be very <laughs> impressed by our journalism skills. Yep. <laughs> All right. Do we want to start with our little plushes? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Little plushes. I have a little plush. Okay. Do you? I do. Tell me. Um, Tell me. I bought something for an intention. <laughs> nice I and bought, vague. <laughs> I bought a filing cabinet so I can like organize my files. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, yeah. I'm really pumped about Congratulations. it. Yes. I, I feel like, well, so I'm trying to get like my little office space together and half of that was buying like a desk because, right, I was using a drafting desk. Have you ever used a drafting desk? No. It's like, it's not a regular desk. It, that's for sure. It's not like your regular desk. Yeah. I'm sure if I was drafting something, that would be great. But for just typing, it's really not ideal at all. Yeah. Well, it's not a typing desk. It's right. It's a drafting desk. It's definitely, it had no drawers and it was just at an awkward height and it wasn't, it wasn't for me. <laughs> 
Not for me. Kristen's uh, review. <laughs> drafting desks. Not, not for me. me. So I bought a desk and then I was like, well, I still need like a place to put all my papers because they're kind of in like lumps on the floor. Paper lumps. Paper lumps? <laughs> piles? Piles, but like not piles. I feel like piles implies that it's like they're stacked together. These were just like thrown. No, I think pile okay. implies thrown together. I think lump is <laughs> different. I don't think paper can be in a lump. Can pay Unless it's wet. Can paper be in a lump? Can dry it's paper be can, in a lump? Yeah. Get back to us. Poll question. <laughs> Poll question. These are the hard-hitting things we need to know. Yeah. Can paper be in lumps? Yes. Dry paper. I'll post my paper lumps because there's I have your lovely find... paper lumps. <laughs> my lumps. My lumps. My lovely paper lumps. Yeah. Post your paper lumps, um, and we'll make the decision if they're piles or if they're lumps. Yeah. Um. Because there's still I still have my lumps and. <laughs> Okay, and you want organized And lumps. I want organized. So I bought this filing cabinet, and I bought it off of Facebook Marketplace, and I thought I knew what the size of it was, but it's actually, like, a lot bigger than what I was expecting. And now it doesn't fit in the place that I was going to put it in, so now I have to rethink things. I bought it from an auto body shop <laughs> that they were using to, like, organize their business, so probably a little bit too big for me, just trying to, like... A single person. Organize my tax documents. Yeah. <laughs> You probably don't need an entire company's worth of filing space. I'll fill space. it up. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to find some things to file. Paper okay? lumps. Paper lumps. I got I got lumps that need filing. All right. <laughs> and- Congratulations, <laughs> I guess. So I'm excited, but it is a journey for sure. Yeah. Okay. You're on your way. I'll keep you updated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let us know how your organization journey is going. Yeah. Uh, Grace. Yes. What is your little push? My little push is I read an article in Attitude Magazine. Heck yeah. Like so the like, physical magazine. Oh, you didn't I just received. like go online? That's what I do. No, and that's usually where I read articles, but I got a subscription to the physical magazine nice. over a year ago. Yeah. So I think I've already, I think they come four times a year. It's kind of sporadic. Quarterly. Or well, maybe there's a schedule to it and I'm just unaware of it. <laughs> but normally it comes and I don't. You wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah. Who am I to know? Normally it comes and I don't. I'm like, oh, Attitude Magazine, and then I just don't open it, mm-hmm. and then I just go online and read it. Yeah. But I opened it and read an article. Nice. A couple articles. Was it everything you could hope and dream of? It it surpassed my wildest dreams and then some. Oh, wow. But it really, exceeds expectations yes, on its report card. 100%. You've heard it here, folks. <laughs> Attitude Magazine. Is it worth it? I say yes. <laughs> uh, but actually, I don't know if it's worth it, because this is the, I think, second time that I've actually like flipped through it. But I should do it more and maybe I will because I learned a few things and I do have an article that I wanted to share today on this little bagel bite a little bit later. It was pretty, turns out it's pretty interesting in there. I'm excited to learn about it. Yeah. So I'm excited to tell you. So that's my little push is that I actually read a magazine that I ordered. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Pretty proud of myself. Do you want to talk about the article or do you want to talk about someone else first? What do you think? Well... Per our agenda, we're supposed to talk about something else. Yeah. But wouldn't it be a nice transition? It would be. All right. I'll talk we're about- not known for our transitions here, though. <laughs> no. So it might be off brand. It might confuse people if we had a smooth transition. If we had a smooth transition. They might be like, wait, wait, what's wait go- a minute. Who, who's, who is this? Who is this? Let's talk about this article. Okay. We're so- on the subject. All right. I've already talked about it. You've already talked. You read it, and now you're going to talk about it here. Yep. Yep. You'll hear it here, folks. First, folks, unless you read it in the art in the magazine, and then you'll hear it in the magazine first, and, and then, then you've heard it here hear second. It for second here. <laughs> All right, you've heard it here second. 
Here is my article. What's it called? It's called Want Better Behavior? Praise Your Kids. Who is uh, this by? By Miriam R. Sarshia, LMFT. What's that? A licensed medical family family time. <laughs> sure. It's a, I don't know, something like a social worker, maybe. Sure. Licensed something. Um, but anyways, she says positive parenting helps kids with ADHD build better control and behavior. Begin with these strategies. Ooh. And I just thought they were really good strategies because they kind of go against what Go our- against God. No. <laughs> no. Um- well, they kind of do go against God because I feel like they go against this very like punishment-based system that we have here mm-hmm. in America and in a lot of places in the world where we're obsessed with like punishment. Mm-hmm. Even though punishment, as we all know, like does not actually improve behavior. It just like builds shame and makes people sneakier. Yeah. You know, here's a fun fact. Cats don't understand punishment, according to Jackson Galaxy, cat expert. Mm. So if you punish a cat, it's just like, why are you hurting me? And it has no concept of associating pun- the punishment with the behavior that they did. Dogs are like that too. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And young kids. So That makes sense. It's like if a kid isn't old enough to understand like consequences like behaviors Mm -hmm. and consequences then punishing them is not going to teach them anything punishment in general like the punitive system is just like a really poor system like we know now very much so that like our prison systems like do not help rehabilitate people they're literally like designed for punishment you know and they're also now for profit because they use all that like basically what's like slave labor um to run whatever business they decide to run yep it's just modern legal slavery yeah and so the goal is to really keep people in prison and put more people in prison because then you have more free labor more slaves essentially and so it's almost like the punishment system kind of does the opposite of what you want it to do and especially when it comes to adhd kids ADHD kids, I mean, are punished more often. We hear more negative criticism. They're more impulsive, so they might, you know. More substance abuse challenges as we grow up. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are so many different reasons. So, but it all starts at home, you know. It all starts with children. And so I thought this is uh, some good advice for any parents out there who have ADHD kids. But I also think it's just, like, nice to hear as ADHD adults. Like, I just read through this article and I was like, oh, yeah, all these things would have been really helpful, I feel like. And so there are things that we can even use for ourselves as adults, kind of like mm-hmm. reparenting ourselves Aww. to, like, use more kind strategies. And Kristen, you could also use some of these strategies because you are I very shame-based, <laughs> punishment-based, shame-based, you that's, know? That's my – that's – what I get down with. Yeah. You get down with a sickness. <laughs> the, the sickness of shame-based punishment. Yeah. That yeah. is the sickness. So, yeah. Let me just, like, bang out this article. Bang it out. Bang it out. Burp, burp. Oh, bang it out. I don't know what song that is. All right. It says, she used scissors to cut a hole in newly folded sheets. Another time, she drew a mermaid on the wall with crayons. She hit her baby sister and later smashed a snow globe into a million pieces. How do you know that the baby sister didn't deserve it? <laughs> I need that's more, a good question i need more information before we start blaming one behavior all right th- that's the very first paragraph of this okay article. also let's just kind of go with the assumption that the baby didn't do anything wrong but we don't know if it's the baby i baby would say it's sister, not the baby younger sister yeah baby, baby sister, sister but not baby. It, we don't know if it's an actual infant either way she didn't deserve it she but maybe she did maybe she's a real bitch this is why you don't have children <laughs> and you aren't I need more information. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm not going to give it to you. Okay. 
<laughs> why did you do that? I would yell each time. My little girl with her big green eyes would look up at me almost as perplexed as I was at her terrible behavior. She had no good reason to offer and she'd invariably do it again. She was exhausting. She was supposed to have been like me, quiet, obedient, studious. Instead, she was a Tasmanian devil and I had no idea what to do with her other than constantly reprimand, scream, or tell her in any number of ways that she was a disappointment. When she turned 10... Wait, wait a minute. You can't tell kids that they're disappointed. Well, she said I would tell her in a number of ways that she was a disappointment, which if she's, I mean, I appreciate this mo this mom's honesty yeah. in this article. And were we not all told that growing up in many different ways, we're not living up to our potential. Mm. We're not, nor you know, it's like sometimes you can have this good behavior. Why can't you have you it You just now? need to apply yourself. So that's adults telling us that we were a disappointment. We're mm. not living up okay. to our potential, okay. you know? Why did you do that? Even things like that, you know? It's like making you feel like you are disappointing them of you can't control your impulsive behaviors. You can't control the volume of your voice. You're getting too excited. You're not sitting still. You're not following mm. the rules. Most parents wouldn't admit it, but that's essentially what they were telling us with all those comments, you know, that you're a disappointment. So I appreciate it's refreshing to hear the honesty, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a hard thing to admit. Like you have so much healing. I feel like you have to do before you can like raise right. kids the proper way. <laughs> Of right. like without their own traumas. And I, I'm not willing to commit to that. No. <laughs> so uh, good thing I'm not having kids. All right. Uh, she said when she turned 10, I finally understood she had ADHD, that she had little control over some of her actions, and that she lacked a pause button. I also understood that perplexing look she'd given me after she'd done something wrong. She genuinely didn't know why she couldn't control herself. And she hated what she had done. Worse, she was starting to hate herself because all day long she was told by me, her teachers, and her friends that she was messing up, doing it wrong, misbehaving. Aww. No, no one wakes up each day hoping to disappoint the people in their life. I remembered myself at her age. All I wanted was the love and praise of my parents. Their pride was like rocket fuel. My poor child was getting little of that no matter where she turned. I realized that instead of asking her to change, I needed to change. Here are the strategies that worked for us, and chances are they'll work for you too. Here are her strategies. Number one, she said, name the visiting behavior. So she says, psychotherapy teaches people to feel less shame and more in control by externalizing the behavior or disorder. Which, like, side note, I do feel like this can tip very easily into, like, excusing the behavior. So I feel uh, like it has to be done correctly, you know, where it can mm -hmm. just be like, that wasn't me. That was my ADHD. But I also do think that a level of that can be very helpful for kind of like, especially when it comes to impulsivity, where it's like, right. I genuinely do not know why I did that. Right. I have no there, control over it. I think it's easily like, like drawing on the walls. They're not being malicious. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, it's the ADHD, the lack of impulsivity. It's still not a good behavior. And it's the 80, you're not excusing it, but I think you're changing the tone from like, they did this maliciously mm. to get you to, oh, they have no impulse control and they did this and they probably need some correcting of some sort. Yes. Yeah. Because in those situations, it won't help at all to like punish the behavior right. or like blame them for it. Because if it was truly out of their control at the time, that's not going to be helpful. It was out of their control then. They're not going to be able to control it in mm -hmm. the future, you know? So it teaches you to feel less shame and more in control by externalizing the behavior or disorder. It isn't you. It's something that visits you or happens to you. When my daughter's bad behavior showed up, we would say, oh, look, it's Kevin. This kept <laughs> which Kevin is the perfect name for that. Like, Kevin. fuck you, Kevin. This kept her mindful of her actions in a way that wasn't shaming. So I think that's a really important part of it. I think they went about it well, where it's like, 
Kevin is that behavior. It's externalizing the like naughty behaviors, the impulsive right. behaviors. But Kevin is still a part of you. So it's not like, oh, well, that wasn't me. It was Kevin. Kevin's always with me. Yeah. So I feel like it's a way to talk about Kevin and talk about the action without it feeling so personal and shameful. Right. She said, two, smother her with love. Children with ADHD need unconditional love all day long, even more than most, because they are constantly questioning their worth. After my daughter had done something wrong, I'd wrap her in my arms and say, oh, dear, I see what you've done, and I love you all the same. Feeling and sharing love instead of frustration made me feel better, and it made her feel less shame over something she couldn't control. These are going to make me cry. I know. (laughs) I want to be wrapped in a hug. I know. I see what you've done and I love you all the same. Like, imagine being told that after oh my you like, made a mistake as a child. Even today, if someone were to told me that. Oh, well, maybe you and Christopher can start saying that to each other. But that would require you to say it to him. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I don't see that. Happening. I'm the problem. It's me. Hi. Hi. Yeah, you want this parenting me. done to you, but you, you wouldn't be this kind of parent. I'm a bad parent, and yeah. I know it. And that's why you're not a parent. That's why I'm not a parent. I'm a cat parent. See, I'm a lovely cat parent. You're a responsible parent because you're not having children. Yes. And that's a responsible parent. Yes. To know that, like, not for me. I wouldn't be able to raise these kids and, without you know, a lot of damage. You know, a lot of my, because I get a lot of questions from, like, nurses being like, when are you going to have kids? Oh, shut up. And I'm like. Not for me. And they're like, oh, but you're so great with your patients. Wouldn't you be great with kids? And I'm like, no, no, no. I get to what go What reality are you living in? I How know. does that translate over? All right. Number three, forgive easily. Home should be a safe space to make mistakes and to be forgiven. If we yell at a child for a mistake that they can't control because of an impulsive brain, that child's takeaway will be that they are bad. Instead, with humor and love, I'd say, oops, looks like Kevin was in control. If we ask Kevin to leave, what could you do differently? This way, mistakes become a learning opportunity. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. And I feel like that's a strategy that we could use as adults in our own lives. Yeah, like I'm having a real Kevin moment. Yeah, that was a real Kevin moment. Spent a bunch of money for online shopping. Yeah. And I do feel like that could help you take the shame away and actually be able to like process what you did without hope because when we feel shame about something we want to avoid it so we're not going to be like analyzing why we overspend why we impulse shop we're going to feel shame about it shut it down until the next time it happens and the cycle continues but i feel like if you can like externalize that impulsive behavior like Mm -hmm. oh that was such a kevin thing to do what could i do differently to avoid that and then you yeah you're not taking it so personally and then i feel like you actually can maybe come up with more strategies and look at it more objectively because you're not as like in it in the emotion fuck you kevin fuck you kevin that's so kevin i have a co-worker named kevin and i do he's lovely unlike um, this kevin unlike this kevin should we all name our adhd kevin i think we should all <laughs> all right guys here's the plan your adhd it's now named kevin let's all get tattoos yeah kevin. let's say fuck you kevin oh man could you imagine i show up to work with a kevin tattoo <laughs> <laughs> show it to my co-worker kevin yeah what's up, kevin? Like, uh and i'm gonna leave <laughs> Yeah, I, I I like it. I think we should all. I think I like so. Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Kevin. And it's like you have a love hate relationship with Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Not my coworker, but my. Yeah. Impulse. This isn't about you, Kevin. This is about other other Kevin. Kevin. This has nothing God. to do with you. Yep. All right, I got two more. My strategies. inner Kevin. Okay. <laughs> my inner Kevin. My inner Kevin sucks. My IK. <laughs> I like this. I do too. All right, number four. Keep your perspective. 
Keeping up with my daughter's antics, energy, disorganization, and aggression was exhausting. It was easy to yell and be frustrated. Then I wondered if I could laugh instead. Late for school again? Forgot her homework? Room's a mess? None of this is the end of the world. And I love that. And that's kind of our attitude here on the podcast. Ooh, of like, that is hard our, to do. Like our quirks. Yeah. That's kind of the whole concept of our quirks is we're kind of like laughing about <laughs> these ADHD traits that are absurd and difficult and hilarious that like they are very frustrating. Yes. But if you can laugh about it, it makes it less frustrating, you know, yeah. where you can kind of like laugh about but it. Like, oh, Kevin. I, I guess my concern is like, is that similar to toxic positivity? I guess not. I don't think so because it's, you're not like let me laugh my way out of this because toxic financial positivity. Distress. Yeah, I feel like toxic positivity would be more about like let's just positively talk our way into being good at being on time, as opposed to this where I feel like there's nothing you can do about it. You forgot your homework again. Whoops, the doodles. You can either be mad and feel shame about it, right. which won't help you remember it in the future. Like that. That's the thing. Feeling shame, it literally does not help. It's not helpful at all. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not. And I am going to do a whole episode about shame for like at you, <laughs> doing it at you. You're going to shame me? In I'm going to shame, shame you about- In a shame using, episode? Yeah. I'm going to shame you into not using shame all the time. <laughs> It'll work. I'm looking forward to Inception. it. Inception. Shame Inception. Shame Inception. Shame Inception. Shame Inception. Yeah. But okay, we kind of do this when it comes to like being late for things. Like yeah. how me, you, Gracie, and I are always late for things. Like I'm going to be 10 minutes late and the next one's like, I'm going to be 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like getting mad about that would be so stupid. Yeah. And instead it's like, haha, that's so us. That could either be like a friendship breaker, although all three of us are ADHD, so it wouldn't be. But like if there was a neurotypical in the group, I feel uh, like they could take a note here, you know, that could either be a friendship breaker or we could all laugh about it and be like, we're so ADHD. That's one of our ADHD challenges. Like it just doesn't make sense to get mad about things and feel shame about things that are out of your control, you know, like being late as much as we want to act like it's this morality thing or it's this like purposeful thing that you have control over. At the end of the day, it's really very much out of our control. We can try our best, but we just don't feel the concept of time. It's just not natural to us. So we're going to be late for things. And you can either be mad and embarrassed and mm -hmm. ashamed of it, or you can laugh about it, you know? All right. And last one, number five, see the good. Imagine you're at work and all day long, your boss points out your mistakes. How would you feel about yourself oh God, sounds like and about your boss? Employment. Yeah, it does. No wonder he feels <laughs> shitty. And it says, would you give up? Imagine instead that they notice what you are doing right all day long. And they tell you Where how Where are the managers? This is like man being a good manager 101. Yeah, it's like the basics. But I you mean, have to uplift your coworkers. Grace, you're doing a good job. Thanks, Kristen. You're doing okay. Okay. <laughs> I, feel, I feel shamed. <laughs> room for improvement. <laughs> good. I know the shame fuels you. It says, yeah, imagine instead they notice what you were doing right all day long and they tell you how wonderful you are. It would feel great and it would inspire you to try to be wonderful tomorrow. When you praise your child, it creates dopamine, a neurotransmitter that helps to better control behavior. ADHD brains have low levels of dopamine, which contributes to ADHD symptoms. I spent many years undoing the harm my earlier frustration and disappointment caused my daughter by slathering her with unconditional love, humor, and praise. She is 25 now, graduated second in her college class, Holy shit. and is a kind soul who can advocate and care for herself, Aww. and she likes herself too. Uh, 
Also, LMFT is licensed marriage and family therapist. Oh. So that makes sense. So she's legit. Yep. And she is the author of children's books, including her latest, My Whirling Twirling Motor, which sounds like a really good ADHD book. Wait a minute. All right. I want to read this book. I should get this woman on Tracy's podcast. Mm -hmm. You definitely should. Right? I like this. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just thought that was a really great article with a lot of like really, really great, positive, helpful tips that like. I it does take a lot of inner work and like restructuring Mm -hmm. I feel like to apply these because we are so punishment based and as ADHDers we've kind of been like punished and shamed into or if you have religious trauma yeah where it's like you're you know you're born with or certain religions Catholicism Catholicism. you um have the belief that you're born a sinner fresh out of the womb yeah so yeah what does that do to the human psyche right and then that alone is just traumatizing. So to like unlearn that and be like, well, maybe I wasn't born with sin and maybe maybe I'm not like inherently a bad person. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important for us to all kind of look at that in ourselves mm-hmm. and look at how much we do use shame to get ourselves to do things and to get ourselves to like correct behaviors, quote unquote. And really, we do have to think about the psychology of positive emotion. You know, positive emotion is everything for us. It's like the make it or break it. And yet right. we are so shame based. You know, you're so shame based. Whereas if we get praised for something, we're like fucking over the moon. Christopher, if you tell him the thing is, I wish his manager would understand that if you just tell him he's doing one little thing good, he will work to the bone for you <laughs> yes. as a person. Yes. But if you keep picking out all these little things, like he's obviously like, man, I don't want to be here anymore, which I get. Yep. But like, I it's so easy to make an ADHD or happy, I think. Yeah. I really feel like I, it it's is. It's so crazy to me that people with ADHD and people with autism have struggle with employment and, and uh, for a number of things, but like, it's so easy to like make them happy and to do this like positive learning experience. And they'll work so hard for you if yes. you just like give them the right motivators. Just give them the right tools and the right motivators and you've got a great employee or a great partner. Yep. That's how Lily is too. It's like yeah. she will work so hard for you if you just give her like ver- yeah, verbal praise. Verbal Literally praise. just like praise her. Mm-hmm. She will fucking work until midnight for you, you know? Like Right. But it's like they won't even do these very, very basic elements of what we need to be motivated, and they just, like, suck it all out of us. One time I told Christopher he did a really good job loading the dishwasher, and I really liked how he did it, and I wanted to change my habits of loading the dishwasher because I liked his better. Guess who loads the dishwasher all the time now? Not me. There you go. Not me, except for this morning, but that's okay. A little psychology um, trick. Yeah. He's a great dishwasher loader. I think it's like the spatial, the visual brain that he has. He knows how to fit the dishes in the right way. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. And uh, he's really great at it. And um, me, I get by. Um, (laughs) I'm doing okay out there. I mean, they're in there, right? Yeah. They're in there. I know to put the tuppy lids up top so they don't melt. Yep. And I'm not a big fan of pots and pans in the dishwasher. Hard no. Hard no. Even though, have we talked about this on the podcast? Yes, already. That there's a pot and pan setting on the dishwasher? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) What? I did not know that because I don't think pots and pans get clean in the dishwasher. See, because Peter a while ago had texted me about the pots and pans because he was also on your side. Meat candling Peter? Yes, old meat candling Peter. Old meat candling Peter? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The very same. (laughs) 
and he made some comment about how I he couldn't believe I was putting pots and pans in the dishwasher. You can't put pots and, and pans like, in the dishwasher. There is a setting on dishwashers for pots and pans. So why would there be the setting? Conspiracy theory, Kristen. Why would there be the setting the if you're only, not supposed to put them in the dishwasher? The only way that putting oh. pots and pans in the dishwasher is acceptable is if those are the only dishes you have. If you have a sink full of dishes, plates and spoons and cups and coffee mugs, as well as pots and pans, yep. and not everything's going to fit, what is your decision process of what fits and what doesn't? I go half and half often is I'll do all the plates because I want the plates in their first priority. Yeah. Obviously, all the silverware. Yeah. And then I will usually do like one or two pots if they're smaller. I'll do like at least one pot if I can fit it. But I won't take up the whole thing with pots and pans. Right. I'll do like half and half. Right. Wash some, put some in the dishwasher. It's so easy to wash a pot. You but know what? They really... can go in the dishwasher. Yes, but they don't get clean. Yes, they do. Uh, what do you I mean? feel like they always have spots on them and oh, it's just not the same. Oh my God. As like a hand wash pot. Nothing beats it. <laughs> <laughs> like a hand wash pot. All right, we gotta wrap this episode we, up. Hold up. Cue the music. Meet Candle and Peter. Meet Candle and Peter. Meet, meet Candle and Peter. He's candle in the meat. That should it's be- Peter. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize you had a whole theme song. <laughs> but that should be the theme song we play when we can finally get Peter on this goddamn podcast. Oh, we're changing the intro. About and meet, meet, candling Peter. Meet, meet, candling Peter. <laughs> Peter, you got to get on the podcast. Meet, meet, candling Peter. Meet, meet, candling Peter. I got to write a song. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> Cue the music. Cue the music. All right, oh, we're back. Goodness. We're back. And we're, we're back to wrap it up. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's time to wrap it up. Time to wrap it up. Wrapping it up. But first, some more talking before yeah. we wrap it up. You can find us at Weirds of Feather on Instagram. And you can find us on our Facebook group. We are kind of sort of kind of on TikTok. And you can also send a coffee our way at go and buy me a coffee.com. That's nope. not it at all. Go. It's ko-fi.com slash weirds of a feather. So close. You were not at all. I you got had, the com- in there. had the comments up down. You had the confidence. <laughs> that's for sure. And that's it. Rate, rate, review, and subscribe, and blah, blah, blah. And with that, let's squawk it out because that's the end of this bagel bite. Okay. This has been a bagel bite. Bagel bite. Hope you're a little bit full, but not too full. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Bye.